Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, February 4th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? And what is happening? My name is Quinn and I am the host of this show. And I got to tell you what, just not 30 seconds ago, I lifted my arm for something, you know, McCain style, halfway, rest in peace. And I, I caught a whiff and it was not good. Um, I, I tell you what, I, you know, I typically shower on work days. I will shower mid afternoon because that's when I finish my run. Uh, but then, you know, with all the walking around and the snow and stuff and commuting, and I definitely didn't put on deodorant when I woke up this morning because I work from home. I kind of, you know, for the last 24 hours, I kind of just been descending, D-E-S-C-E-N-D-I-N-G into stink. And so my, uh... You know, my, my, this week's Beantown poll question for the listeners. Have you ever caught a whiff? Text one for, um, text one for yes, two for no. You can text us at 815-298-7200. Again, that's one for yes, two for no. Text us. Responses are coming in live. We would love to hear from you. So definitely send us um, those uh, those responses. We would love, love to hear from you. Uh, what's happening? My name is Quinn, and this is my show. I'm really happy to be coming to you live uh, on a Friday, the end of the work week, although I tell you what, I work tomorrow. Uh, but it's it's been a long week. Just just tough, you know? Um, long days, working some nights. Just, it, it's, it's hard. The days are getting longer, which is great, but we just keep getting pounded with snow here in Chicago. And it's not scary cold, but it's also not that nice to be outside in. It's manageable when the when it's light out, but it's a hard time of year. I cannot wait for late March, early April. You start to really feel the sun. The vitamin D comes out of the you know, the sky like a godsend, and it just feels amazing. And we are getting so close. I tell you what, what I wanted to do uh, opening music-wise today, I was not able to do due to copyright issues, but a little John Williams Olympic fanfare action, you know, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, bum. Or you know, there's like four different ones. There's also bum, 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 I still have vivid uh, associations in my mind when I think of the Olympics. I think of watching the Today Show at 7.05 a.m. in the morning in my parents' bedroom. You got, uh, I'm not, not praising uh, his presence, but this is just my memory. Matt Lauer, of course, you've got... Um, what's her name? The blonde lady, Katie Couric. Uh, maybe a little assignment action from Ann. Uh, I was gonna say Ann uh, Ann Sather, but that's a breakfast joint in Chicago. Ann Curry, Al Roker doing the weather out on the street. This was like not not all the way overweight Al Roker, but still in the process of getting skinny Al Roker, and. Uh, Boy, there were a couple other ladies too. There, there. The I think she's 
the like one of the main hosts of the Today Show now. I can't remember her name. She's a brunette lady. I was going to say Kate Flannery, but she's uh, on The Office. I don't remember what her name is. I will think of it later on in the show. Not that you all care, but, you know, I think of, you know, they would do Where in the World is Matt Lauer? They do all sorts of fun clues, and you'd have to guess. Boy, what a, what a cultural institution, the Today Show. Apparently, Matt Lauer just, like, lives on Long Island in, uh, with his new wife, who's probably, like, 25 and I'm sure he's got enough money to just do whatever he wants with the rest of his life. What a guy. Uh, but I, I mentioned it because the, the Winter Olympics have started. Uh, opening ceremonies happened live about 11 to 12 hours ago. It's about 4.30 p.m. here, Chicago time. I think they happened. Beijing is 12 hours or excuse me, 14 hours ahead. I actually know that uh, like the back of my hand because I do a lot of work with people who live in Beijing. But so that would have been, it was 5.30 a.m. Now I haven't, I, I actually, I, I logged into YouTube. I logged into YouTube. I sound like a 75-year-old person. Uh, I went to YouTube this morning at like 10 a.m. to try to watch some of the highlights from opening ceremonies. And I don't know if this was just NBC being tight-lipped or what it was, but it was like impossible to find any footage from the actual ceremony. And it's like, gosh, how many people... In the U.S., the the latest in the morning those could have those could have aired were um, or that ceremony could have aired was six thirty in the morning. If you live on the East Coast, if you're all the way on the West Coast, that thing was happening at three thirty in the morning. So really, how and it's the Winter Olympics, okay? And it's the third straight one in East Asia. How many people were watching live? Not many. So why wouldn't you make that as like available and accessible online as possible? I guess you have to pay for for Peacock, Peacock Premium, uh, to watch those. I don't know. I I feel like people go to YouTube for that sort of thing. So why wouldn't you make it on there? I don't know. They've done a better job. NBC has uh, in the last five years or so with Saturday Night Live clips. Uh, in fact, they put the entire show on YouTube now, uh, clip by clip, and that's actually my preferred method. Um, you know, you can, and I don't, I don't know if they keep up all the clips, you know, in perpetuity or anything like that, but that's my preferred method because I can watch it on Hulu, but then you got to sit through commercials and it's just like you're watching it live. Or you can just take it piecemeal, uh, one at a time on YouTube. And granted, you don't always know the order, but you can do your best because you know what's going to be the cold open. You know where Weekend Update goes, you know where the musical acts go. So, who really cares? Like you're, you're pretty much watching it and you don't have to have ads, uh, assuming you have a, a, a YouTube ad blocker on, but even then it's pretty rare these days that you get an ad on YouTube an unskippable ad that's longer than 15 seconds. What I'm getting at here is no one watched the opening ceremonies in Beijing this morning. They're at the bird's nest again. And that kind of got me thinking like, don't we kind of feel collectively as a universe? Like we're kind of over you know, the whole the whole 2008 Beijing bird's nest thing. Like, why are we trying to bring this whole, this whole giving Beijing a second Olympics? Not just, you know, regardless of your views on China, and they've got a lot of awful things about them human rights-wise, government-wise, 
whatever. And I'll mention, because I was going to use a, a choice adjective, listener discretion is advised when you're listening uh, to the Bean Top Podcast. Number one, we'll you some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Also, hello to my friends in Pakistan. When is the Kyber Pass going to get a Winter Olympics? It's got to be snowy up there. Great for alpine skiing. I don't know. Um, I wasn't crying there. I was just uh, starting to choke up thinking about all my support in Pakistan. Uh, what I'm getting at here is why why is China get another Olympics 14 years after the fact? Okay, it's only 14 years, and also this is our third straight like the IOC really messed this one up. Our third straight Far East Asia Olympics. There was uh, Pyeongchang 2018, Tokyo 2020, and now Beijing 2022, and it's just like God, can we can we get some fresh blood in here? So I got, you know, hearing that they were doing opening ceremonies this morning at the Bird's Nest. It's just like, man, you, you got, we need a new tune. Uh, we got to move on, okay? This isn't the Bush to Obama transition anymore. There's no Michael Phelps. There's still Sean White. But there's no Apollo Anton Ono. He's busy doing Subway ads now. And, it, you know, the world is a very different place in 2022 as it, you know, compares to 2008. And it's just like why, you know, there's no war on terror. There's still a war on drugs. I know because we're seeing them on Tuesday night or Thursday night, rather, uh, at the Chicago Theater. But it's just like what, why are we doing this again? No one cares. No one wants us to be in Beijing. Why couldn't we do the Winter Olympics? And I'm being serious here. Like, why couldn't we do them someplace cool? Like... I would I would love them if they were in like obviously Pakistan would be awesome. But you know Turkey and like Georgia, they've got some high mountains out there, Mount Ararat. That was a jeopardy clue the other day. So I Google image it. That thing is massive. Holy moly. If you haven't done a uh, you you don't know like what Mount Ararat looks like in comparison to the rest of the low-lying Caucasus area. Caucasus, C A U C-A-S-E-S, Caucasus. You got to go check it out. This thing is massive. Um, Maine, Mount Katahdin, end of the Appalachian Trail. You could ski down that, baby. Maybe a little cross-country action. I don't know. All I'm saying is, like, this would be awesome. You know what popped into my head uh, yesterday as I was walking down the street? Uh, The Model United Nations at the University of Chicago conference it's probably this weekend, and a Google search not five seconds ago has just confirmed it. Unfortunately, it's virtual again, which is a bummer because uh, that thing was always fun. But uh, for the three people out there who listen to this show, two of which have probably been to Munich before, um, what a time. What a time to be alive. Um, but what I'm getting at here is uh, our, our Winter Olympics breakdown. Okay, uh, for summer uh, Tokyo 2020, which we actually did last August, not, you know, only half a year ago, we did a two-parter episode, and I wasn't sure how I was going to handle it this week, um, but here's the thing. I'm looking at it right now. There's only, what, 15, 16 different Olympic, Winter Olympic sports, so we're just going to go dive right in. Here's the other thing with the Olympics, and... It sucks that it's 14 hours ahead because everything happens 
90% of the events are happening while I'm sleeping. I mean, it's right now it's 6.30 a.m. in China. China! And I assume they don't start anything before like 8 or 9 in the morning. Which is, you know, what, another two hours or something here. Just for the morning events. They're never going to put anything cool right away in the morning. And the last events are done by like, what, 6 a.m. Chicago time. What I'm getting at is, in a perfect world, without cable, um, because I want to watch these things live, because I'm kind of an Olympics nut, I just pull up an illegal stream. It's not illegal for me to watch it. It's illegal for the person who streams it, okay? So, IOC, FCC, FAA, I don't want to hear your crap, okay? I don't have time for it right now. I'm very busy. Uh, I just run run a stream, and I just throw it on TV, and it's kind of always there. And you can kind of watch whatever you know NBC is covering at the time, which is great in theory, but I'm not going to do that while I'm sleeping. And it's the same way with Tokyo. And it was the same way with Pyongyang. 2016 was Rio. That was good, except I was in Africa the whole time. So it wasn't good. I was like six hours ahead of the action. 2014 was, uh, what, Russia? So again, what, like 10 hours ahead? 2012 was London, six hours ahead. 2011, or 2011, that would be a good Olympics. 2010, uh, by the way, join us this week on the Beantown Podcast. Quinn lists all the Olympics in order that he can remember. Uh, 2010 was that, uh, I don't know. 2010 doesn't really feel like a memorable Olympics year. For me, at least. I don't know. 2010 Vancouver. Is that right? 2008 Beijing. China. 2006 Turin, Italy. 2004 Athens. 2002 Salt Lake City. Real Hostess of Salt Lake City. Oh, gosh. I almost forgot. 2000 Sydney. Uh, so 2002, um, the Real Housewives, or 2000 <laughs> Salt Lake City. We're all over the map, Jack. Okay, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, basically, they're still on this trip. I think there's only two episodes left in the, the season. They're still down in Zion. They've been there for, like, four episodes already. And there's just, basically, the whole thing is a dinner scene. There was also, they basically went off in three groups um, of varying sizes. So, Mary and I think Meredith and someone else, Jenny maybe, got um got and they went to a spa day and they got facials except Mary Cosby kept all her clothes on for her massage. She's pretty weird. Also in just like larger real houses of Salt Lake City news, the word official that came down that Mary Cosby was no longer part of the show for season three and then she responded on Instagram saying like what no one told me. Seriously. So who the F knows what's happening. And then uh, it was Jen Shaw and Whitney, I think, went go-karting. And then Lisa and Heather, I think, went horseback riding. I think that's how it goes. And then they all come back. They're having dinner. It's this literally like the same exact scene we've seen like five different times this year where Meredith gets pissed off about someone talking about her family or her private investigator. Mary just kind of goes where Mer- Meredith is. Um now we know Jenna, Jenny, excuse me, is a raging racist, but she and Mary Cosby are getting into it. Jenny's like, why don't you like me? Mary Cosby is just like, I don't, I don't have to like you. 
And then the the big moment of the episode came right at the end. A hot mic. Lisa had excused herself from dinner. She was upset at Meredith. It's hard to keep track why. It doesn't really matter. But basically behind closed doors, they got her with a boom mic. Basically like going on this giant tirade against Meredith saying she effed half of New York. She's a huge slut. And these two are supposed to be like close friends uh, as far as, you know, this show goes. You kind of have Whitney and, and Meredith are like the two closest friends because they're cousins. But then the next like closest relationship uh, we've been led to believe is Lisa and Meredith. So this was pretty shocking. They like don't follow each other on social media now. It's pretty it's pretty wild. I think season three is going to be really interesting because of that relationship. But also they're going to have to deal with the Jenny fallout because she got fired from the show in the middle of filming. So they're gonna, that's going to be a thing. Who knows what's going on with Mary Cosby? And then all while well, all of this is happening, we completely tend to neglect the fact that Jen Shaw is is going on trial next month. And I don't know if they're planning to wrap up filming before that or if that's going to be part of it. But I mean, yeah, that's like legit happening in real life in March, in like six weeks here. So I'm pumped for that. I can't wait to see her go down along with Stu Chains, her assistant. Okay, but let's get to the actual action here. A preview of the Winter Olympics Games. We're going in alphabetical order here. Number one is alpine skiing. And I think what they do at the Olympics, it's not just like a straight downhill like speed test. I think they got these little flags that you got to go in between. Which I think, you know... Is kind of fun, but also looks tough on the knees. Maybe they could break it into two, so you got the the flag one, but then also just like get from the top of the mountain to the bottom as fast as you can, however you can. And I think there that would be a lot more like high speed collisions. It would also be fun if like there were intersections with cars they had to go through, almost like Frogger. And maybe there would be like a portion where there's like a lake, there's like a frozen lake. It's basically would be like wipeout, and you don't know if they're going to fall through the ice or not. Like if you're going too slow, you'll fall through the ice. I think, you know, this whole Hunger Games nonsense that Susan Collins came up with. Yeah, I'm kind of a book nerd. Okay, guys. Uh, He wasn't that far off. Like what if we could, you know, combine Hunger Games and the Winter Olympics as a means of population control? I'm not personally advocating for it, but I'm saying like, if it was on TV, I would watch it. Okay, so that's alpine skiing. Next, we have the biathlon. Not the biathlon. Biathlon. B-I-A-T-H-L-O-N. The most LGBTQ-friendly uh, sport out there, okay? But the biathlon is cool because it's two things. One, you do cross-country skiing. Two, you shoot. Not shoot. Unfortunately, you're just shooting these little, like, Discs or clay targets, that would be another thing. What if we introduce like grizzly bears into this? Or at least like, I don't know, Arctic terns, T E R N, or maybe a fox. I maybe, what if we made it so like biathlon, you only got to eat what you shot? Okay, a little Oregon Trail action. But there was this, um, there was this flash game on miniclip.com growing up, and uh, you could play the biathlon. It was pretty fun. 
the shooting it was it was well designed too as far as flash games go i mean you got like the tracks when you're cross country skiing and you have to do your best to stay within the tracks and if you don't you, you exert more energy you expend more energy and then when you get to the targets if your heart rate is higher because you've been moving faster you're like your aim your you know the crosshairs move around on the screen a lot more i mean Hey, the, the graphics weren't anything to write home about, but, like, as far as games that came out in the early 2000s go, like, hey, I tip my hat to those guys. Okay, so that's Biathlon. Next up, we have Bob Slay. It's not Bob Sled. It's Bob Slay. I don't really know why why people call it Bob Sled if it's really Bob Slay or why we need to keep call it Bob Slay because everyone knows it as Bob Sled. And also, I would love the origin of the term bobsled. Origin, we're typing, of Bob Sled. Was it originally Robert Sled? Bob Sledding developed in the 1880s both in the lumbering towns of upstate New York and the ski resorts of the Swiss Alps. Oh, kind of like, uh, you know, Newton came up with calculus, but there was also that other guy. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, the name. I saw the the, the uh, name. Control F. The name is derived from the action some early competitors adopted of bobbing back and forth inside their sleds to increase speed. I don't really know how that would work, but uh, it is what it is. So uh, that's the Bob Sled or the Bob Slate, if you want to be... Fancy. Hopefully the Jamaicans, I think they actually have a team this year. Hopefully they go out there and they Bob Slay the competition. Bobby Flay the competition. Getting hungry. All I've had today is a bagel. I got some uh, I got some bubbly lemon water here, and I almost poured some vodka in it, but I didn't. Um, I haven't had a drink yet uh, since New Year's Eve. Dry January has extended into day four of February. But uh, I think it's I think it's stopping tonight. I think I'm gonna have some wine. But you know, really, this week has been a perfect example of how strong habits are, at least for me. Because dry January was not that tough, um, and Tuesday was February first, and so conventional wisdom would be like, "Oh, dry January is over. Like to celebrate, have a drink." But I don't know, man. It was like Tuesday night after work. I was tired, cold, dark. I was half asleep. And I was like, well, why would I have a drink when I could just like go to sleep? I'm going to go to sleep anyways. So my point being, like, a lot of people think I was like super hardcore or crazy for taking 2020 off from drinking. But I honestly don't like I'm going to have a glass of wine tonight, but I would be just as fine without one. The only time when it really was like a bummer was when you're in like a at like a party or something or like Rachel's birthday whenever you're with a group of people and everyone's drinking and like that's the center of attention like that's a bummer but otherwise it's just like pff, I don't care whatever The biggest thing for me is I just like especially on a you know, night like Friday where I'm going to wake up tomorrow in the morning at some point and go for a run anything that would like jeopardize how I how my body is feeling knowing I want to run outside tomorrow morning. Like anything that would slow that down is something that I'm wary of. So that's really what it comes down to that forward thinking. Okay. Next up we have cross country skiing. We've also, we've, we kind of covered this with biathlon already, but cross country skiing is pretty fun. I've only done it once or twice. It's a really good workout. 
and you will see um it's an interesting thing you will just like randomly around chicago see people cross-country skiing out by the lake um but my thing is like how do they find consistent paths because you can only do that when things aren't shoveled or plowed so i don't know do they just do it for like a quarter of a mile and then take the skis off and walk I don't know. It seems like a hassle. Uh, next up, oh, one of my favorites, curling. In my opinion, the most underrated Winter Olympic sport. Curling is so much fun. It's just, it's chill. It's a lot of strategy. The amount of specific technical skill and detail that goes into being a good curling team is really amazing. Excuse me. I was trying to hold in a burp for like five seconds and it didn't work. But curling is cool because you get mixed teams as well. Um, I don't know. I've done curling once, like a mini court. It wasn't legit full-on curling. But I would love to do, like, actual curling one of these days. You know what? When we're older and we retire somewhere warm, like eastern Minnesota, I want to join a curling league. Uh, We'll do one or two more, and then we'll uh, hear from our sponsors here briefly. I'm not going to do a full ad read today because I'm just... Feeling a little gassed, but uh, figure skating, this is a classic one. I mean, when I think of like being a kid growing up watching the Winter Olympics, I think of figure skating. I think of Michelle Kwan. I think of Sasha Cohen, um, that really flamboyant male ice skater, Johnny Weir. I remember one routine where he was wearing a cowboy hat, I think at the Olympics. I mean, that guy just does what he wants. It's kind of the... uh, Kind of the 2000s heir apparent to John McEnroe. Not that McEnroe was flamboyant, but he just kind of goes out there and does whatever shit he feels like. And I I respect that. Uh, but yeah, that was figure skating. I mean, wasn't the big thing like at the last Olympics, or maybe it was already eight years ago, like if someone could land the quadruple axle? I don't know. Is that a thing where like the sport progresses or advances so much that now doing a quadruple axle is a little bit more commonplace or is it still like no this only happens once in a blue moon i don't know any any ice nuts out there email us beantown podcast yahoo.com is beantown podcast at yahoo.com um something like that and uh let us know okay or you can tweet at us we're at beantown cast i am at at white buns with a z and let us know uh oh this one's interesting we got freestyle skiing which i think is like the winter olympic version of uh the uh, floor routine in gymnastics where you just kind of put on a pair of skis find a half pipe and just have fun with it i think i would be good at that i wouldn't want to do any of the you know thing that involves the half pipe i think i would just like put my hand on my hip and turn on like a George Michael's song and just move my hips a little bit. And I guarantee there would be some countries out there that would love it. Maybe some of the more dance positive countries, Colombia, Chile, St. Kitts and Nevis, specifically Nevis, probably. I don't know. I've never been there. What language do they speak there? Nevises, N-E-V-I-S-E-S-E-S-E-S-E. It's fun to say. Uh, I want to give a, a shout out to our sponsors here. Home Pride Oregon. When you need a home inspector in Central Oregon, you need it fast, efficient, a good price, and someone you can trust and rely on. Call my dad, Steve. 
He'll get you taken care of. 540-410-0316, maybe. I don't Just dial some numbers and see what happens. You can also text me. You know, when you text uh, response one for yes, two for no, uh, regarding have you ever smelt bad and smelt it yourself, uh, you could also just, because it's not like an automatic thing, you could also just say, hey, what's Steve's number? I want a free consultation. Uh, I'll give it to you because I'll look it up. My phone's on the other side of the couch right now. Uh, also, our good friends, the Samsung Q2U series. I, is there any mention of snow in the Bible? You know, they're out there in like the Sinai Peninsula and Greece and Turkey and Eurasia, E-U-R-A-S-I-A. I feel like there's not a lot of snow there, but hey, Mount Ararat, where Noah's Ark lands, like there's got to be snow up there, right? Come on. It's like 43,000 feet in the air. It's like higher than the Khyber Pass. God speaks, he uses a Samson. And our good friends, Cuts by Q, I made the move like a week ago to, you know, as my hair gets longer, I kind of, you know, push it to the side and it, it works for a while, but eventually it gets so like large on top that it just looks a little weird. So I, at some, at a certain point, you have to make the move, as we say in the industry, to move it to the, let's look at back, kind of look like John Voight. And it goes through a little bit of an awkward phase, but it's getting it's getting better. And uh, once it gets a little bit longer, then it looks very like normal and natural. So I just wear a hat most of the time right now, which works out because it's cold as balls in my apartment. And you're wondering, Quinn, well, why don't you heat up your apartment more? Well, I ke- I'm keeping it as long as Rachel's not here and it's just me. I keep it at like 65, and yeah, it's cold, like. Any exposed skin is not good. But my gas bill, with that in mind, last month alone was like 150 And it's just like, I feel like if I keep it at like 68 it's going to be like 200 So, I don't know. It's, it's very expensive. And I just, uh, I don't know. You know? I'm doing my best here. But life is expensive. Okay. So getting back, uh, we've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more sports to go. Ice hockey is the next one. And I don't think the men's hockey team plays a game for another week. But it's just going to be so much less watchable, I guess, for me personally. Because the NHL did not allow any um, any players to play in the Olympics. And you're, you're like, okay, well... You're rooting for the U.S. That's a bummer. But the thing is, like, there's a ton of NHL players who are obviously for Canada, but also, you know, some of the other big teams like Sweden, Finland, um, Slovenia. It's just a bummer that those guys aren't in there. So I literally don't think I'm going to know any names unless there are, like, former NHL players who are, like, 40 now. Um, Like Johnny Oduya, maybe. Oh, do ya? You're gonna, you're like, hey, I'm gonna score a goal, and he'll be like, oh, do ya now? He's Swedish, but he's kind of got like a Minnesotan accent. Oh, do ya? Kind of reminds me of uh, Louis Anderson, rest in peace. Okay, so that's ice hockey, and then the luge. In fact, I'm gonna throw these two together. I'm gonna go out of alphabetical order here: luge and skeleton, because they're really like the exact same thing, along with bobsleigh. 
except lose your on your back, skeleton your face first, which is badass. But yeah, I, I always think like these Lusion Skeleton in my mind and other people's minds too because I'm a man of the people. This is the people's podcast. They're really cool, but I kind of wish that they raced against each other on the same track. Obviously, you'd have to make some modifications. But to me, the thing with like Luge and Skeleton, I think they're really cool. But they're less watchable to me because you're just like everyone kind of looks the same. And you're just, like, waiting for the clock to see, like, oh, was that a good run? Was that a bad run? You can obviously tell when something goes really bad. Or you can tell when someone is, like, having a perfect run. But anything in between, it's just like, oh, first up, here are the, you know, the Koreans. Like, they're not a real contender. And you watch them and they look great. You're like, okay, God, they look terrible. When in reality, they look great. And then the Canadians are up, and everyone's like, oh, good luck being the Canadians. And you're like, oh, yeah, man, that was an amazing run. And in reality, to the untrained eye, it looked exactly like the Koreans. Don't get me started on the Somalians. Uh, So, yeah, those are harder for me to watch, less enjoyable. I'll, like, tune in for the finals when there's just, like, eight guys. Uh, Nordic Combined. We had talked about this the other week on the podcast. Nordic Combined, I had to look it up. It's ski jumping and cross-country skiing. And here's a thought. Why, if we're doing Nordic combined and we're doing biathlon, why don't we do, just do a triathlon combined or the Nordic triathlon or however you want to combine names? You can have shooting, cross-country skiing, and ski jump all at once. Okay, imagine this. You start off, you're cross-country skiing, and all of a sudden you don't know when it's going to happen but you slide down a giant cliff and there's a ski jump and you go off of it. And then as you're doing your ski jump, you have to shoot a number of flightless birds, chickens, except we would throw them in the air just because it's funny, right? Like you don't expect, you don't expect to see a chicken in the air uh, or an ostrich. Now this would only work if we did it like Adelaide 2042 winter Olympics But I'm just saying, like, you could, the birds could be regional to the area where you are. So maybe there's like a Chinese waterfowl, um, FAO Schwartz. I've, you know, that would be badass. All I'm saying is I would watch it, okay? That's, we're we're talking watchability here. So after our uh, triathlon action, we're actually going to combine two more which will leave us with only two after that um the two are combining our short track speed skating and regular speed skating now i have a pretty good sense of the short track speed skating i think it's only actually i just clicked on it we've got uh, 500 meters a thousand meters 1500 meters and 5000 meter relay i don't know how many times around the track or like how long the track is but i know it goes by pretty quick and i think from a watchability perspective um, almost like swimming or track in the Olympics, uh, in the Summer Olympics, I think speed skating is the most like watchable. I mean, if you're thinking about it, we've got all these sports here. The only ones where people are going at the same time and competing against each other are the biathlon, the Nordic combined, the cross-country skiing, the curling, the ice hockey, 
and then the speed skating. So there's really only a handful of sports where people are going head-to-head against each other at the same time, which for me is something I really like. So that's why it's really nice. I think speed skating is a lot longer, um, but let's see. Oh, okay, so this is interesting. I didn't realize this. There's short track and long track, but the distances are, I mean, a little bit longer in uh, the long track speed skating. There's a 10,000 meters, but there's also as short as 500 meters. And there was also, you know, the short track speed skating was also started at 500 meters. So they're the same distance, just a different course, which is kind of interesting. I didn't realize that. So my question, I don't know the answer to this. I'll have to look this up, is how does the distance between short track and regular track compare? Um, Not the distance of the events, but the distance of the actual track itself. Pretty interesting stuff. I didn't realize that before I got into it. Um, Okay, so we're down to two. And I will say, you know, people ask me what's my favorite event. Curling is really fun for me, but I think short track speed skating is probably my my all-time favorite. Uh, It's just very, like, boom. It happens just like that. Okay, so we got ski jumping. I don't think I would ever do ski jumping in my life. Uh, I did, uh, when I was in Lake Placid uh, in late 2019, no, 2020, I saw the ski jump they used in uh, the Lake Placid Olympics, 1980, and presumably the one from before that, 34, I think. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty big. It's crazy. And I don't think I would ever have the cojones to do it. But, uh, yeah, ski jumping. And then finally, snowboard. It's crazy to me that Sean White is still going. I mean, this guy's a legend, obviously. But, uh, yeah, the half pipe, the hang 10, it's a pretty cool thing to do. And, yeah, the flying tomato. I mean, this is his, how many Olympics has he been in? So, 2022, obviously, 2018, obviously, which I think I was under the impression that 2018 was, like, the final go around for him. And so we know 2018 for sure. 2014, definitely. In 2010, I assume. So this is at least his fourth Olympics. Was he also in 2006? He would have only been 20. I'm looking it up right now. He's born in 1986. Let's see. 2006 Olympic Games. Yeah, he won the gold in 2006. It's not like he was, you know, a rookie on the scene and didn't really do anything. He won the 2006 gold half pipe so we're at uh 6 10 14 18 20 22 this is his fifth olympics this is crazy that guy just uh he's got no off button the flying tomato okay uh so that was uh our winter olympics preview it's definitely a little bit less sexy in my opinion a lot less sexy than um than the summer olympics for sure But, you know what? It happened. And uh, I'll try to watch as much as I can. You know, again, it's kind of like everything happens while I'm sleeping. I think a lot of it is just going to be, honestly, like, if NBC gets their YouTube shit together, like, turning on highlights the morning after and just kind of watching it. And I'm really not that worried about, like, stuff getting spoiled because I don't care all that much. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think it'll be fun. It should be should be a good time. So that was our Winter Olympics preview. Everyone, thank you for listening. I really don't have too much more to say. And, uh, yeah, 
going to enjoy my weekend, although I got to work tomorrow. Going to go chill. Going to go hang out, eat some uh, good food, and just relax a little bit. It's cold outside, so everyone stay warm. But those days are getting longer. Next week, I don't know what we'll do. Maybe a little Super Bowl preview. And uh, we'll just take it one. That's the thing about the Bean Tom podcast. We take it one week at a time. And if you're wondering, the uh, Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser, that will be later on this month. It'll either be in two weeks or three weeks. Not sure yet. Um, yeah, TBD. Maybe maybe in two weeks that would be good. Like February 19th. We'll see. Um, yeah, I got to get the GoFundMe or the Kickstarter or whatever it is loaded. Back into action for a fifth year. I got to choose the charity that we're matching our funds to. It's a whole big project that I haven't thought about until 30 seconds ago. So for everyone who has donated in the past, I appreciate it. For those who will continue to donate this year, I appreciate it. We'll have our donor tiers, all that stuff. And uh, looking forward to uh, sharing some more information about that when I think about it next week. That's what I got for you. I am going to go shower so I'm not stinky, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show, as always. I hope you have a great weekend, wherever you are listening live from. Stay warm. Let's get that outro music going, everyone. My name is Quinn David Furness. Stay safe. Stay sane. I'm going to check in on you next time. Bye. Thank you.